Hello, I'm Luca De Giglio, and this is the Web3 in Travel podcast, where you can learn about crypto, blockchain, and how the new internet will change travel. What is the status of Web3 in Travel at the end of November 2022? Now, if you've been listening to all the episodes of this podcast, probably you may skip this one. This episode is mostly for people who want to know how things are going, but don't have time to listen to hours and hours of content. So this is going to be basically a synthesis of the last six months, 12 months, more or less. Um, And after listening to this, you will have a basic idea of where we stand with the web train travel. So 2022 has been a year of... um, I would say generalized experimentation. Um, we started off basically with Trips community trying to experiment with uh, stuff, mostly NFTs, and there was not really much uh, apart from from what we were doing. There were the you know the, the long term projects, um, more on the centralized side, more on the kind of 2017-18 narrative. Uh, the decentralized or semi-decentralized or just a bit decentralized booking platforms. But in terms of experimenting, there was not much. And after the second half of the year, we have seen a lot more. So we are ending this year in an explosion of experiments, especially on the NFT side. So the tokens are a bit less central to the narrative, while... A lot of projects and companies are are trying to experiment with NFTs and smart contracts. So many of the projects I've analyzed um, are more decentralized in name than uh, in in reality. Because again, decentralization is a cost. It's not something you do because it's nice. You do it because it provides a base on which to create um, value. But itself, decentralization is is costly and it's expensive, um, it's slow, it's difficult, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, the narrative has been especially during the bull run, you know, tokens and blockchain and whatever. But then at the concrete level, not much. But at the same time, we have seen projects actually using NFTs and using smart contracts, and we didn't have this before. So. In short, what is the state of Web3 in travel? Well, it's starting, you know, many people are starting to play with this. Uh, just to, to take it a bit, to zoom out a little bit. 2017-18, there were just a few, you know, booking platforms, which very quickly realized it's really hard to decentralize all the aspects. So they centralized, for, for example, inventory. Uh, where do we get inventory? Um in, then everything was kind of slow for a couple of years. Uh, last year, we started talking about NFTs. We at Trips Community started uh, experimenting with NFTs. And, and a year later, many others have started experimenting with NFTs. Um, now, forgive me if my timing is not good. It's like my perspective is really personal. Uh, I may be wrong on, on timelines. But in general, what we can say for sure is that now there's many companies many projects trying NFTs out. 
so we we had this theoretical phase in which we taught how nfts can represent for example bookings and now we have companies actually doing it now are they successful are they disrupting travel no uh, we are really far from that really really far um not in the timeline which is always hard to to forecast far in the sense that yes they work there's a little bit of usage but i don't see yet uh, a clear path to to mass adoption and you know what i think about this the problem is always uh the wallet people don't have or not enough people have wallets um but yeah so we went from a few experiments to many experiments even you know high high effort experiments investments people are spending money to try these things out and as i was saying uh tokens as a way to kind of you know the the, the superpower which tokens give compared to web2 companies has taken a bit the back seat um I'm not sure why. Uh, of course, when prices crash like they've been crashing for a long time now, nobody wants tokens because they're worthless. Uh, so when you say, I'm going to issue a token, please buy it, it's much harder to sell it. And on the other end, we have NFTs now, uh, which are maybe more versatile in representing value and assets in the, in the travel space, uh, especially the bookings as nfts theory is becoming practice um, many people are trying nfts for bookings and let's see what happens in you know six months time if they are still going to use them or if you know something else comes up or if they completely stop because they realize nfts are not a good way to represent anything in travel you know, I think they are a good way, and I think we're gonna see more and more experiments until we see some breakthrough. But again, this is forecast, so it, it has the value you wanna give it. It's really hard to forecast stuff. So yeah, and a lot has happened in in that respect, uh, especially because you know it, it it really feels like things are slowly picking up because before there was really nothing or almost nothing. Right now we have a lot of things and. Um, and sometimes I wonder, are we, are we finally leaving this phase, which I call the skeuomorphic phase, in which we use new technology in old ways? Are we, and, and it's a phase you need to go through. I talked about this in the past. It's like when the first electric bulbs were invented, we still made them in the shape of candle lights, candles. And when we invented you know, concrete, we still kept doing columns. It, it took us a long time before we could realize, uh, well, we didn't need columns and we could do skyscrapers, for instance. So in in this, um, in the traveling industry, Web3 space, uh, we are still skeuomorphic or we've been skeuomorphic for a while, especially, you know, the, the alternative to Booking.com or to Airbnb, of which I'm guilty of, is pretty much skeuomorphic uh, so you know the old technology made big platforms possible the new technology okay big platforms with cryptocurrency um, and i think we're leaving this phase uh, probably we are going into um, a more i would say 
okay, almost like biologically a Cambrian explosion of ideas. Uh, I really hope we go there, in which we start trying things which are simply not possible in Web2. Now, when a company tries to sell you bookings as NFTs, and then you can resell them on the secondary market, this is new. This is something Web2, I would say, can't do, or maybe they can do, but it should be done inside their own marketplace, and maybe they don't have the incentive. So there you go. You got something new, right? Again, who knows if this new thing will work or not? We don't know, but at least we are trying new things. And as we go ahead and we, you know, even people who got into, people from the travel industry who get into Web3, slowly understand the unique properties of of Web3, they will come up with new ideas and they will try them out. So I'm expecting to see much more interesting things. Um, Last year was interesting already. Again, it's still at least half skeuomorphic. It's still like trying to replicate things we have already with Web3 technologies. But, you know, we are now seeing new things. There are models, uh, business models, which Web3 has never tried. Sorry, Web2 has never tried. And Web3 is trying. That's already something. Um, I think we're waiting for the first breakthrough. I mean, the first travel project, which actually makes something completely different, which will signal to everybody that, wow, we can do something which wasn't possible before. And here it is, and there's product market fit, and people are using it. We, at least I'm waiting for that big breakthrough, which I haven't seen yet. I've seen companies going back a little bit, like from the complete decentralized approach, because again, you know, they realized that uh, 100% decentralized when most people don't have a wallet, it's really hard. So we've seen compromise across the board. And then we've seen native companies that would say, you know, native Web3 companies starting with uh, a hybrid approach in which they say, okay, you know, you can't onboard hotels with a wallet. It's just not going to happen. And if it happens, they're going to probably lose the money or whatever. So let's give hotels a Web2 interface. Uh, while there's on the other side a, a growing demographic of Web3 users, well, let them use the Web3, the Web3 approach. And I said this many times, this is the only way we can do it today. The term which people use today is 2.5, Web2.5, um, which is self-explanatory. I don't like it too much, but this is like aesthetic. And which means parts are hybrid, parts, parts are decentralized. Now, um, Maybe this is the only way for the moment. Maybe something else will come out. We don't know, but it's certainly important that people are trying to experiment also at this uh, hybrid level. What else? What else is happening? Well, we are in the depth of the bear market. That we had, you know, yet another tragedy happening to crypto with the FTX debacle. We are waiting for others. We don't know how bad this thing is going to be. How other companies are. Uh, are going to be affected. I wouldn't be surprised if some something big happens again. Um, so this is kind of making um, 
only the builders stay. Like if you are writing code for a specific smart contract or a specific NFT based project, um, you don't really care too much about the price. What you care is that what you're building is actually useful. It doesn't matter if Ethereum is at $1,000 or $5,000, right? And so you focus on that. And because there's no, um, all this enthusiasm around crypto and not everything is going up and everything is actually crashing, you're going to focus on making something people want. So you're going to, you're not going to stop saying, oh my God, Ethereum, the Ether is $1,000. It doesn't work anymore. It works perfectly. Uh, even gas uh, is cheaper if you do these things on Ethereum. But um, that's not even the point. You still want to build something because the infrastructure is still there. It's getting stronger by the day. Um, there's less, and I, and I said this before, so pardon me if I repeat, but this episode is for people who don't listen to all the other episodes. Um, a lot of noise is going away. A lot of tourists have left. Tourists in the sense of people who come to crypto only after, uh, every three, four years when prices go up and then they leave when prices crash. Um, so I'm expecting, I think in two days, somewhere, someone is building the next big thing for, for travel. And I wouldn't be surprised if the next cycle is when things actually happen. Or maybe before. Sometimes these um, really revolutionary projects Launching the bear market, uh, people use them, but nobody talks about them because it's crypto. And then when bull market starts again, everybody's talking about them and they become the next billion dollar thing, right? Anyway, me and, and many other people right now are focused on um, building stuff which the industry needs. The industry couldn't care less about crypto and Web3, right? We have some technology which they don't use, they don't know about, and we know that we could do things um, they, they don't even think about. So the best thing, the best outcome is to find something we can offer to the market. And if it's actually good, the market will pick it up. It doesn't matter if it's Web3, Web2, uh, AI or quantum computers. It doesn't matter. If you do something which solves a problem and people are ready to pay for, well, then, then you have it. If it's a protocol which you want to launch for free, okay, fine. People are using email, even if you don't have to pay for it, right? So that's the focus right now. So that's the status of, of the, the industry. If you forget the noise and the prices and the crashes, it's constantly growing. I haven't seen any slowing down. This, this slowdown happens when money is tight so there's no investment anymore um but again how much of this investment we've seen in the last years was actually did it make any sense you know when there's so much money going around people invest in anything uh, especially this new breed of vcs who you know they just want a token they want it to go up 10x 100x and then sell it they don't really care uh if the the, the project is, is successful same thing you could say is about Silicon Valley, but because in Silicon Valley you had to wait for basically an exit, which means selling a company or doing IPO, you know, you kind of need a business model which works. You cannot fake it so much. In crypto, you can fake it very easily. I mean, you can get a 10x token even if behind the scenes there's nothing as long as you're very good at marketing. So we are getting rid of those people. Um, it was interesting also to see how many VCs invested in FTX 
And that kind of proved that due diligence was really bad. I mean, if you just had asked the right question or look at the right papers and things, you would have probably seen that F FTX was rotten. And they didn't do it. You know, uh, the, the game played by FTX was a you know great social game at establishing credibility and, and kind of skipping due diligence. This was amazing to see, uh, but this is not going to happen in travel right now. Nobody's going to invest in a crypto travel project unless there's something real there. And real probably means that it's actually working and people are using it. I don't know if for the next couple of years you can raise money on an idea or a nice team who built something in the past. This happens in the bull market. Um, it's also true that there's a lot of money, which capital, which still needs to be deployed. So it could still happen that we'd see VC investing in useless projects, but for sure much less than, than before. So we're going to see a bit more concrete stuff. Something unrelated to travel, but with will affect uh, Web3 travel a lot in the future, in my opinion, is a breakthrough uh, done by Reddit and, and Instagram. So they basically managed to add NFTs to their platforms. And um, it's not a technical challenge. It's mostly difficult to show, uh, to, to convince your, your users that NFTs are, are interesting. So... When other companies like Discord in the past tried to put, you know, to add NFTs or gaming companies try to add NFTs to their offerings, there was a lot of backlash because NFTs were um, perceived as speculatory, predatory, basically bad news for you if you were using your product, a game, etc. And it was amazing to see how, you know, Reddit, for instance, launched the NFTs on Polygon, but simply by not calling them NFTs, but by calling them digital collectibles and giving an option to actually giving the default option to keep them in the app. So without forcing you to get a wallet, they had an incredible success. And the same thing was done by, by Instagram. So the travel industry can learn something here. So if NFTs are actually, you know, good way to represent something like, again, bookings, we could basically offering them these NFTs to users without calling them NFTs, calling them you know digital collectibles in the case of of uh, Reddit or maybe you know knights, uh, whatever in in the name in travel, and then keeping them in the app, but giving also the option to move them to your own wallet. This seems to be working for the general public. And you, you may wonder, why do we have to force people to take self-custodies of NFTs? And the answer usually is, well, because if it's custodial, but then you got another FTX. Or you have another Mt. Gox, or you have another bank run in like, financial crisis in 2008, blah, blah, blah. The whole crypto space is based on self-custody, and I still think this is the way to go. But in the short term, because wallets are not ready for mass adoption, these solutions may actually bring some value. So let's say you want to sell NFT nights, you do it. You sell NFT nights. You actually create an NFT on the blockchain, but you keep it for your user. So if they lose access to the to the account, they just you know 
get a new password and get back into it. So you do custodial services, which is hard to do, uh, but it's probably harder for your customer, for most of your customers. And then if your customer is a Web3 person, you just give away to you know claim them on their own wallet. Um, this is new. This is something, you know, it was theoretical until now. Yeah, okay, let's do some kind of custodial thing, but we, we hadn't seen... The, the success at the you know Reddit level, Instagram level. Now we have proof um, that this approach can can work. So that's where we could see some you know some mass adoption when we remove the difficulty of of the wallet by taking away a little bit of freedom uh, and giving a bit of a bit more security. And I wouldn't even call this less freedom because you can take them on your on your wallet. You can withdraw these NFTs in your wallet. But it's an option. It's not any more um, requirement. So as companies in the Web3, in travel space, see these things happening, they're going to learn. They're going to try the same thing. Now, you know, we see what works. Perfect. We do it too. Only we do it in travel. So um, adoption in general is growing. Adoption of this technology. Forget the prices. Things are really moving. and They keep moving all the time. What happens in the bear market, they don't make the news anymore. But there are news often in the bear market in which you say, wow, what, why nobody's talking about this? Would, if that happened a year before, everybody would be you know, shouting about that. It's the bear market. Nobody believes in this stuff anymore. So it doesn't make noise. Great. More time for us to work. More time for us to concentrate on this. And good things are happening all the time. Now, on the bad things which can happen, we, we may have a very big regulatory backlash in terms of more regulations, which makes it hard even to experiment. Uh, but we'll see. And I'm not into forecasting today. I'm into saying, you know, I'm trying to say what is the state the state of web train travel? What the state of web train travel is a growing experimentation, growing adoption. Uh, we are solving problems one at a time, and we are solving, actually, no, we're solving problems in parallel. So there is always, it's, it get, it's getting clearer and clearer where we should go uh, and how things are going to get adopted at a massive level. So um, it's been a great year from that point of view. It's been a horrible year if you are an investor or if you are a trader and, and, and you didn't you know, guess the right trades. It's been a great year if you are a builder because you have this feeling that the whole infrastructure is getting stronger. Um, is, is, there's more tools available. Uh, people are trying things and some of these are successful so we can learn from them. So, I mean, I would say it's it's been a great year from that point of view. And the question could be, is it a good moment to start something in Web3 in travel? I would say it's a very good moment. Uh, first of all, there's no more doubt that Web3 is going away. You know, 2018, you could have still had doubts. There was no really use case in general for, for crypto apart from Bitcoin. Now we know that there's just a lot of use cases just waiting to happen. And so there's a lot of use cases to you can experiment on. Uh, would you launch a startup today in web3 and travel i mean this is the perfect moment this is where again the whole noise goes away harder to raise money so you know 
people won't give you money for two stupid things, probably, hopefully. Uh, so there's also a filter against yourself. You know, sometimes when, when somebody wants to raise money, let's try raise the money and then we see if it works, right? It's not hard money anyway. That, that's often the attitude. Now you really have to prove to the investors that this idea can go somewhere, which saves you from spending two years of your life on a completely um, useless idea. Okay, you can always pivot, of course. And that's, that's kind of the point. We cannot afford to waste a lot of time anymore. People cannot afford to, to waste a lot of money anymore. So it's kind of the game becomes a more adult, a more adult and less and less childish. You know, um, it's still a game because you're still you know betting on ideas and you're still trying things which you know have ninety nine percent chance of not making it. But now the real players are around. You also ha- are going to have better people around you. The good people are more accessible. So if you need advisors or programmers or whatever, they are going to be more more reachable. So you can build better teams, etc. So yeah, great moment to start a project. Horrible moment if you think that you need to make money in six months. That's not going to happen, most probably. But it's a great moment to start doing something serious to work on it for a couple of years and then you know and then produce something which the travel industry needs so what is the state of web train travel i would say great i mean great i'm really again from outside some people may have the impression that we are all desperate and all these things bad things happen and everything crashed bitcoin at sixteen thousand, ethereum at a thousand no i mean especially if you've done one or two winters if you went through them this it, it completely it is the winter you know <laughs> the winter is means you can't plant too many seeds you, you have to stay indoors you have to warm yourself up you live a different life in winter in cold countries right but you still live and you're still looking ahead and the spring is going to come so you cannot live in winter as you lived in summer or you're gonna get sick because it's cold but you still live and you still work and you still produce and actually, you because there's less chances to go out and have fun, you work harder and more concentrated, etc. So again, great moment. It's been a great year. I don't know what to add. Uh, I'm full of positivity here. Uh, I don't know if it's just me. I mean, many people are not full of positivity. Uh, but again, this is the advantage you have when you have paid forward by living through a couple of winters. This doesn't affect you anymore and you only see the opportunity in in this. So I hope I gave you a good overview of the state of web train travel in November 2022. And let's see what next year brings us. All right, this is the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. For more insights on Web3, follow me on Twitter at TripLuca, T-R-I-P-L-U-C-A, and see you next time.